All right, Yerosai, good evening, good evening, a great Shkosh to be back with all of you, and uh, let us begin. So we left, Rabbi Rechtut, when we got up to Tesvav Amud Aleph, the bottom, does that sound correct? Yeah. 15A at the bottom, good. So let's, uh, let's pick up from there, a really, really beautiful sugya ahead of us tonight in Meretz Hashem. So let's pick up, three lines are from the bottom, Tanan Hasam, so we learned, we learned elsewhere. So the Gemara says, Kshem Everyone is permitted to go ahead. Now, both remember again the the context of this of this discussion is the Mishnah that we had a little bit higher up on the page of Hakori Eshma Velo Azno Yatsa Rabbi Yosi Omer Lo Yatsa. Right. So, if a person went ahead and read Shema and did not articulate the words in such a way in which they could hear that which they are saying. Are they, do they fulfill the obligation? Do they fulfill the mitzvah or not? So this is a fundamental machlokis. Or to say it a little bit simpler, in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Shema, do you have to hear what it is that you're saying or not? That's the fundamental machlokis. So this, this topic that we're about to continue now on is, is kind of like a, uh, a, a continuation of that conversation. Everyone is permitted to go and read the Megillah. With the exception of a cherish. Cherish is someone who is deaf and mute. Shota, someone who is insane, lacks capacity. Vikatan, and a minor. Come denominator amongst all three of these people is that they lack intellectual capacity. So the Gemara says, therefore, they are not permitted to read the Megillah. Now, when we say they're not permitted to read the Megillah, it means they can't read the Megillah to be motzi someone else. Fine, Rabbi Huda Master Bekatan. Rabbi Huda says that a katan. A minor is permitted to go ahead and read the Megillah. So the Gemara says, Mantana Cheresh de Evenamila. So well, it says, you have to understand something. So in the Gemara's in the Gemara's model of a Cheresh, of someone who is deaf and mute, so remember again, times of the Gemara person who is deaf and mute, that's it. There, there, there's no communication, there's no learning, there's no ability. So therefore, again, the way Halacha, the Gemara treats such a person like this is that they lack mental capacity. That's 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 what's unfolding over here. They so the write. I'm sorry. If somebody was deaf and mute, so the assumption is there was no way for them to learn anything. Even the ability to write, right, is a function of, in order to write, you have to, have to be able to amass knowledge somehow. Otherwise, what are you writing? How did you learn to write it? So this is just reflecting a, reflecting a reality that ultimately someone who was deaf and mute had just no ability to absorb knowledge. And therefore, again, we're treated as someone who lacked mental capacity. Now, again, you have a cheresh hamedaber ve'eno shomea, Right? So someone who doesn't hear but is able to speak, or someone who's able to, to speak but is unable to hear. So, so you, you have, you, and, and in halacha, those people often have capacity. It was this duality of deaf and mute that essentially made a person lacking legal capacity. Fine. Shabbi Huda says, but a katan can. So the Gemara says, Man tana evan Who is the opinion that says that a cheresh, even bidi evad, cannot read the Megillah? Um, Rav Masna, Rav Yossi, it's Rabbi Yossi Tisnan. So, which Rabbi Yossi? Rabbi Yossi from our Mishnah. What Rabbi Yossi and our Mishnah say? Tisnan. Hakori es Shema velo Shmiel If a person went ahead and read Shema, but he did not hear that which he was saying, Yatsa, ultimately, again, he is Yoti, Div Rabbi Huda. So, Rabbi Huda holds that if you say Shema, but you don't hear the words that you're saying, you are still Yotze. Rabbi Yossi, Omer, Lo Yotze. Rabbi Yossi says you're not Yotze. So, the idea, so, so what do you see from here? What do you see from here? You see that Rabbi Yossi holds that in order to be Yotze Shema, you have to hear that which you are saying. And therefore, if you can't hear, by definition, Rabbi Yossi would say, you're not Yotze. He would say, you're not Yotze. And therefore, that would seem to be the opinion that says that by Megillah, if a Cheresh who is deaf and mute 
would not be Yotzi with Mikra Megillah, would not be able to be Motzi to discharge the obligation of others. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yossi, Eved, How do you know it's Rabbi Yossi? And even Bidi Eved he's referring to, Amid Beis, 15b, Dilma, Rabbi Yehudahi Ulechatchilahu Dalo, Hadi Eved Shabardami. Maybe it's reflecting the view of Rabbi Yehuda. And maybe what it means to say is like this, that ultimately, again, that a Cheresh cannot Lechatchilah read the Megillah, but maybe the Eved he can be Motzi somewhere. Maybe maybe the Eved he can be Yotzi. To which the Gemara says, No, because again, remember, we're equating a Cheresh to a Shota and a Katan. To teach me what? Ma Shota Vekatan the Eved Namilo. Just like a shota and a katan. Remember again, a shota, you know, is actually interesting. What's the halachic definition of insanity? I the halachic definition of insanity. So the Gemara gives an example of someone who is lon bebeis a person who sleeps in the cemetery and tears his clothing for no reason. So, so a- a- actions that seem to defy any, any, level, any level of comprehension. So the Gemara, the Gemara, the Gemara is pointing out over here that we compare a cheresh to a shota and a katan. Ma shota katan di evenamilo. Just like a shota and a katan, even bidi eved, they can't go ahead and fulfill the mitzvah of Megillah, right? Because they lack mental capacity. So to a cherish, even bidi eved, it would not work. So maybe not. Maybe each category is kind of reckoned separately and on its own. To which the Lord says, But how can you even set the whole thing up like Rabbi Huda? Rabbi Huda Machshibakatan, since the safe at the end of the Brahsa read that Rabbi Huda Mishnah, excuse me, that Rabbi Huda holds that a katan can read the Megillah, Michlal Dereisha Lav Rabbi Hudahi. We can infer from this that the first part of the Mishnah is not Rabbi Huda. I Vidilma Kul Rabbi Hudahi. Maybe the whole thing is Rabbi Huda. That is actually very interesting. Utre Gavne Katan. And maybe there are two different types of Kitanin. In Halacha, maybe there are two different categories of children. Namely, what? The Chisurim Machshavachi Katani. There's something missing, and here's how you have to read the Mishnah. Listen to this. So we'll say, so now the Gemara is trying to pr- pr- provide or put forward an alternate reading of the Mishnah. And here's how you read it. Everyone is permitted, is kosher to read the Megillah. And I will say, just to be clear, I should have clarified this before. When we say, what we mean is, everyone is permitted to read the Megillah and thereby satisfy their obligation and the obligation of others as well. Right? That, that's what it means to say that someone else is reading the Megillah. So everyone, everyone could read the Megillah and discharge the obligation of someone else with the following exceptions. Chutz, with the exception of Cheresh, deaf mute, Shota, someone who's insane, Katan, and a child. And a child, so I'll say now watch this. When it comes to children, however, there may be different categories of children. How When is this so? that a child cannot fulfill the obligation of Megillah for himself and for others. This is a katan who has not reached the age of education. But a katan who has reached the age of education, so to speak. This is really quite interesting. And we actually find this distinction in certain areas of halacha about a child who has reached the age of education. What do you mean the age of education? An age at which a child is able to absorb information and is able to take responsibility for their actions. So contemporarily, that's at about 30, right? It's a joke, right? right so, 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 so,
So we often associate that the mitzvah of tefillin is an obligation when you come by mitzvah. The truth is, the mitzvah of tefillin is really, as soon as a child is capable of maintaining a clean body, they really should put on tefillin. They should put on tefillin. And it happens to be, we don't do this contemporarily because we sometimes just feel that children aren't capable of doing this. But this is an interesting example that once you reach what's called the age of chinuch, the age of chinuch is probably like in halach, like seven or eight years old, you have a certain level of halachic capacity. So Rabbi Huda, interestingly enough, makes a distinction between a child below the age of chinuch, of education, and a child above the age of chinuch. A child below the age of chinuch cannot read the Megillah, cannot be motzi anyone else, but a child above the age of chinuch perhaps can. Which is a very interesting distinction. Again, we'll see exactly how he passed in like that. But we'll say first wide line on Tesla, first wide line, 15b. Shrabi Huda Machshia Bekatan. Shrabi Huda ultimately again says that a katan, in fact, is permitted to go ahead and do this. Very interesting. So the says, kimte, Huda vidi eved in So we'll say, so now have you set this up? You've set this up according to Rabbi Huda, and Rabbi Huda is of the opinion that Allah says, bidi eved it works, but it doesn't. So we'll say this is an interesting case. So what do you do about the following statement? Following statement. Following statement made by Rabbi Huda, the son of Shem ben Pazi, who says as follows. So remember again, this is a person who is deaf but not mute. Deaf but not mute. Right, he's able to speak. Can't hear. So what's Allah? Torim lechatrila. He could separate out truma lechatrila. So the boss says this is this is an interesting. Um, good. Take a look at Rashi. So Rashi says over here. I'll read it to Rashi. Says velahadetani torim v'afapi shuzarch levarich ve'ein oznov shomos. So boss says this is interesting. When you separate out truma, so there's a bracha. There's a bracha that one has to say. Now, obviously, if we're talking about a person who is deaf but can speak, that means he can articulate the bracha, but what? But what? He won't hear it. He won't hear it. Yet, the halacha is, he is permitted to go ahead and separate out truma, l'chatrila, which tells you that what? Which tells you that what? That there's the ability to say something, right? And discharge a verbal obligation, even if what? Even if you can't hear it. Even if you can't hear it. Okay. So, the says, money. Whose opinion does that reflect? So listen to this. Lo Rabbi Huda, but lo Rabbi Yossi. It's neither Rabbi Huda nor is Rabbi Yossi. Why? I Rabbi Huda, the Eved in Lechatchila. If it's Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda will say that Lechatchila, whenever you have a verbal obligation, you have to be able to hear that which, which you are saying. Bidi Eved, if you don't, you Yotze. So therefore, but yet uh, this Bryce over here is quoting that, that a person who's deaf could go ahead and separate out Shruma, make the bracha even lechatchilo. So can't do Rabbi Yehuda. I Rabbi Yossi, di Eved Namilo. And if it's Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi holds that even with the Eved, you always have to be able to hear whatever verbal declaration you are making. Elamai, Rabbi Yehuda. Rather, it has to be Rabbi Yehuda. Fafil lechatchila nami. And it must be, again, Rabbi Yehuda holds that even lechatchila even if you can't hear that which you are articulating, you could still be Yotze. So we'll say, so just b- before we go on, just in general, what's, what's happening over here? So what's happening over here is an overarching machlokes about when there is a verbal obligation, do you have to hear the articulation of that verbal obligation or not? Now remember, where did all of this get started? This all got started where? In our Mishnah. 
what did our Mishnah discuss? There's an obligation to say Shema. And I will say, I want to point out, here's what's interesting, which is, remember, the halacha by Shema is, you can't scan Shema with your eyes. Right? That's not enough. You have to actually like, articulate the words. So the shayla is, do you have to hear that articulation or not? So this is our ongoing machlokis. Remember again, in our Mishnah, just one more time back to our Mishnah. Say in our Mishnah we have, we have Rabbi Yossi telling me, um, I'm sorry, we have the first opinion of the Mishnah telling me that ultimately again you're Yotze. We'll call him the Tanakhama telling us that are Yotze. Rabbi Yossi telling us that we're not Yotze. All we're doing is we're bringing that machlokis now into other areas of halacha as well. So let's give another example of this. So we'll say I am on 15B, 15B in the wide lines, five lines in. Listen to this. Interesting case. You can't bench, not, not by heart, but bench in your heart, right? In your heart, right? Which essentially means like you can't scan it. You can't scan bench. But if you did it, if you did it, you're Yotze. So once again, whose opinion is this? So money. It's neither Rabbi Huda nor is it Rabbi Yossi. Why not? If it's Rabbi Huda, remember again, Rabbi Huda is the Tanakhama. Rabbi Huda is the first opinion of the Mishnah. Rabbi Huda holds that in general, wherever there is a verbal obligation, excuse me, you need not hear that which you are saying. So according to Rabbi Huda, even L'Chatrila, if you just want to articulate the words of benching without hearing them, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. So, whenever there's a verbal obligation, you have to be able to hear that which you are articulating, to which the Gemara says, It's really Rabbi Huda. And ultimately, again, it turns out that Rabbi Huda's position is, even L'Chatrila, when you have a verbal obligation, you need not hear that which you are articulating. So the Gemara says, and it could very well be that what's happening over here is Rabbi Yehuda himself, Rabbi Yehuda himself is actually articulating two positions. One is his own position and one is his Rabbi's position. Rabbi Yehuda said the name of Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. When, when a person says Shema, you have to hear that which you are saying. Shema Yisrael. Pasuk says, Shema Yisrael. Here, here. So remember again, this is Rabbi Huda quoting his Rabbi, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah says, when you say Shema, you have to hear exactly what you're saying. Amr Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir said back to him, Bahalo, I'm sorry, Harehu Omer, Asher Nochim Nisavichayom Alibavecha. I, but the Pasuk says, when referring to Shema, that I command you today on your heart, which teaches you what? Echad, sorry, so the Gemara says, again, so Rabbi Meir says, Allah teaches you that what? That even if you just say Shema, so to speak, in your heart, without explicitly articulating or, or, or saying it in a way that could be heard by the ears, that you're still Yotze. So the Gemara says, Hashd. So therefore, again, we'll say, what do you see from here? You see from here that Rabbi Huda himself, Rabbi Huda himself, there are two positions attributed to him. There's Rabbi Huda's own position and his Rabbi's position. His Rebbe's position was, his Rebbe's position was that L'chatrila, ultimately again, you have to go ahead and hear that which you are saying. 
That's what you are saying. But Bidi Eved, you don't. Rabbi Huda's own position was, even Bidi Eved, you have to. Even Bidi Eved, you have to. And then there's another school of thought that says, no, you don't have to hear anything at all. Okay, that's the Machlokas. So the Gemara says, Now that we've come to this explanation that Rabbi Huda himself, there's Rabbi Huda's opinion, Rabbi Huda's Rabbi's opinion, Maybe Rabbi Huda even holds like his Rabbi. Maybe the two different opinions that we were focusing on before, ultimately again, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Meir. So bottom line, bottom line, what comes down from this whole sugi, what's really quite interesting is, this Mishnah, our Mishnah, which is focused on Shema, when you say Shema, do you have to go ahead and hear the words? In other words, do you have to recite Shema in an audible tone or not? Tanakama says you do not have to. Rabbi, May, Rabbi Yossi says, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yossi says you do have to. Now that we see is that this is not just a machlokis by Shema. This is a machlokis that applies in many different areas of halacha. Whenever there is a verbal obligation, is there a need to articulate it in an audible fashion or not? Now, what is interesting is, what seems to come out is, what everyone will agree with is that whenever there's a verbal obligation, so simply going ahead and scanning something with your eyes, that's never going to work. That's interesting, right? So the machlokis is only, again, what level of audibility is required. But simple scanning is not, is not, going, is not going to work. Okay, interesting idea. We're not finished yet. Simon goes right. Amrav Chista, Amrav Shila, Halacha Krav Yehuda, Sha'amar Mishum Rabbi Loza Ben Azaria. So ultimately, again, so Rabbi Chista is in Rabbi Shila, that Halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, who said over in the name of Rabbi Loza Ben Azaria. So remember again, that, that's, what we just, that's what we just quoted before, that namely that when you say Shema, you have to hear that which you are saying. So now you have Rabbi Chizda saying that that's the halacha. And the halacha follows Rabbi Huda as well. So they both said that seems to be a bit redundant. So the Gemara says it's tricha. You need both statements. Why? If the Gemara just says halacha like Rabbi Huda, I would have thought that even lechatrila you have to hear that which you are articulating. Kamash malon. And if we were to just say the statement that Allah is like Rabbi Huda, who said in the Bible, I might have thought ultimately, again, you need it, but there is no remedy. Therefore, again, the Gemara goes out of its way to tell me that Allah is like Rabbi Huda, namely, that although the Chathila, you are supposed to be able to hear everything that you say, or Shema, for example, but Bidi Eved, if you did not do so, ultimately, again, you are Yotze. Okay, so I'll just point out over here, I'll just point out over here, that just the halacha is, the halacha is we paskin like the Tanakamo, and therefore, again, we paskin at Kore Yishma V'lo Yishma Yotza. Ideally, when saying Shema, you should say Shema in an audible of enough tone that you're able to hear the words that you're actually saying. But Bidi Eved, Bidi Eved, if you didn't do that, let's say again, Blat has people dive like this, where I'm saying the words, but there's no sound. There's no sound, you are Yotze. You are Yotze. So that, that, that is the bottom. So ideally, Chatrila, say it in an audible enough tone that you could hear the words. Bidi Eved, you're still Yotze, even if, even if you just, what's the word? So, um, I guess like mouth the words, right? Without, I'm sorry? Articulate. Articulate, right? So in other words, there's articulation, but there's no sound. So bid the ever your Yotzi like that as well. Okay. For just the first possible. 
just... So the Mishnah brings down that ideally, ideally, it's best to say all of Shema in somewhat of an audible, of an audible undertone. But yes, but this, but this halacha that we're talking about over here is the first Pasuk. That is correct. And that's the same scanning with your eyes? No, 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 no. So sca- sca- scanning, scanning with your eyes is, is nothing. By scanning with your eyes is nothing. That's that's even like that's like Dvarim Shabalev, you know, that's that's not to, now again, there are some things you could do with scanning. Like anything that doesn't have like for example, you know you have this sometimes where you know generally most shuls, Psuke de Zimra goes pretty quickly. Right? So a lot of times people can't can't necessarily keep up with Psuke de Zimra. So, you know, technically speaking, if one were to scan Psuke de Zimra with their eyes, te- technically that's okay. Technically, that's okay. But for example, Ashray, Ashray, where there's a din of Amira. Anytime that there's a din of saying something, you have, to, you have to articulate it, even if there's no sound, like a bracha, right? You can't scan a bracha. You have to say a bracha. But if you made a bracha, ideally the way to make a bracha is with sound. But if you just articulated the words with no sound, technically you're Sometimes you hear things in your head, no? like Beethoven could hear music in some people actually hear the words. They? You mean... They're not scanning, they're actually hearing the words, but they're not... But they're not moving their lips. Yeah, I, get, I, I still think in halacha, you, there, there is an obligation of, of articulation. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think... I, I don't think scanning, even if you're hearing it, although if you're hearing stuff in your head, you know, we should have other conversations, you know. There might be other stuff going on. But no, I, I don't think, I think what's coming out according to the halacha is simply scanning, even if you're hearing it in your mind, is not going to be enough. All right, so let's go a little bit weiter. So the Gemara says as follows. We'll also have another, uh, another minute. So let's go. So the Gemara says as follows. Rabbi Yosef, Machlokes Shema. So Rabbi Yosef is interesting. So Rabbi Yosef says the Machlokes is only by Shema. But by all of the mitzvot, so this is interesting. Rabbi Yosef says this machlokas as to whether or not you need audibility with your recitation is only a machlokas by Shema. But for all other mitzvot where there is an obligation of articulation, if you if there is no sound associated with that, then ultimately again you're not yotzi. Now why is that? Yisrael. Because the Pasuk says, literally again, be attentive, be attentive, Ushema Yisrael. So we'll say, so we'll have to see exactly, exactly what, what that Pasuk. Take a look. Um, good. So let's see. Haskis Ushema Yisrael. So we'll, we'll have to see exactly what that statement means. So the Gemara says, May say, Lo Yivarich Adam Person shouldn't bench in his heart. But if he did so, ultimately, again, he's Yotze. So that seems to contradict what we just said before. Because before we just said, the only Machlokes, ultimately, again, is by Shema. But by all other mitzvahs, everyone agrees that there has to be audibility connected with your articulation. So yet here we're seeing that Allah, again, a person could bench. And even if they didn't say anything, right, that they're still Yotze. That's what you have to say. Amrav Yosef, Machlokes Pekriya Shema, Dechsev Shema Yisrael. See, I will say, the whole machlokis is by Shema. Why is the machlokis by Shema? Because it's Shema Yisrael. So the shayla is, what does that mean, Shema Yisrael? What does that mean? Does that mean to hear, in other words, that you have to recite whatever you're saying with a degree of audibility? Is, is, that, is that what it means? Or does it mean ultimately, again, all I have to do is articulate it, but I don't necessarily have to hear it. Aval b'sha'r mitzvos, but again, when it comes to other mitzvos, divre uh, ha'kol yotza. 
Everyone agrees, ultimately, again, that if you recited it, but there was no sound associated with it, that you would still be Yotze. I have a Haksiv, I have the Pasuk says, Haskes Ushema Yisrael, but it says, be attentive and listen, Klal Yisrael. Hahu B'divay Torah Ksiv. Interesting enough, the Gemara says, that's actually talking about Torah. Rashi says over here, Rashi says, Hahu Haskes Ushema B'divay Torah Ksiv, Kida Aminu Amparakaroa, so So we'll say it's interesting. The haskes ushma the Gemara wants to suggest is not even a din in listening, but rather again, it's a din ultimately of um, literally again like what's the right word? Kisays like like pounding oneself into a sense of submission in the performance of Torah and mitzvot. All right, boys, we'll stop over here for today. We'll, we'll, we'll pick up, we're going to pick up with the sugi tomorrow, do a bit more halacha with this as well. But bottom line, what comes out is, we see a fundamental machlokis that whenever there is an obligation, ultimately, again, to say something, does there have to be a measure of audibility associated with it as well? We pass in that by Kriya Shema, although ideally you're supposed to hear that which you are saying, Bidi Evet, if you didn't, you are still Yotze. By other mitzvot, Samir Hashem, we'll see a bit more tomorrow. Shkoyach.